Hello everyone, welcome to Easy Geeker. I'm your host, Hacker the Duke. And I'm your other host, Jaden Cron. And today, we're talking about the 1996 film, A Time, Time to, to Kill. Kill. Sorry, I have to remember that it's a time to kill and not a view to a kill or a time to a kill or the time to kill or just time to kill. But it Or is... killing time. Yeah, it's just a time to kill. Yeah. 1996 movie based on the John Grisham novel of the same name. Yes. Um, so if you know anything about John Grisham, you know this is a legal drama. If you don't, yeah. this is a legal drama. Um. Ooh, this is not the first legal drama movie we watched that Kiefer no. Sutherland has a supporting role in. The other one being A uh, Few Good Men. Anyways, this movie is about um, Samuel Jackson kills two dudes because they raped his daughter. And so Matthew McConaughey has to get him uh, from keep him away from that from the chair from the death penalty. And it's two and a half hours. Basically, it's uh, it's the it's the you know trying trying to find a jury in the South that will give a black man a fair trial. Uh huh. And what that means, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So let's just before let's just before we get into it, let's just acknowledge we're two white dudes. So yes. like, you yeah, know, it's our opinions Ex- on this kind of stuff not, not relevant important not relevant not really anything but we still have them and you know we assume <laughs> you're listening to this podcast because you kind of because you you're vaguely interested in what we have to say so yeah. let's uh yeah. hope you do an okay job of saying it um anyway. so yeah this, uh what'd you think of it what i don't i just i don't understand joel schumacher because like this was completely different than everything else I've seen from, I thought it was, for the most part, really good. There's definitely really? some I, issues I have with it. I cannot. I'm. I think it's because this because it's so close to being something okay. good and to having a good message. But there's all these little things that that ruin it for me. Um, also, just because I'm kind of at a the point in my life where any movie where the central message is often things are bad because of a few bad apples in the system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I mean, that that's propaganda and I just can't. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, just can't. And there's a lot of that in this movie. It's not the center of it. This movie is a, a lot better than, yeah. than most movies. Um, it mostly like the best part. Also, I think, uh, another problem I have with this movie is I think it just has a bit, and this is probably just inherited from its source material, but it just feels really exploitative mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. Um, and just kind of, oh, yeah, we're going to have all this rape and murder to make you feel really, really bad. And anyway, the, also, I just can't buy into a movie where the central premise is um, a black man shoots up a courthouse and survives. Yeah. I mean, like, the, it's it's all very kind of like you know. In the end, justice prevails, and all oh, the system works. Mm-hmm. And well, I do think that is that is, I mean, one of my big, big issues with this movie. Yeah, but I 
there's still good stuff here. Uh, Matthew McConaughey is doing a good job. He's doing a good hammy actor. I'm really surprised that this isn't the that this didn't get nominated. Or at least I was surprised that this didn't get nominated mm. for Best Picture until I got to the part where um, Samuel L. Jackson says something along the where he does his "You're one of the bad guys" yeah. speeches, which is the best part of the entire film. Yeah. Um. Basically, that you know the movie has like half an hour left. And Matthew McConaughey's like, oh, we're just really, we're trying, but we're not, we're not going to get you off the hook here, Samuel Jackson. And Samuel Jackson basically goes into a speech saying, well, I actually, um, <laughs> you dummy, I didn't pick you because you under, you know, I picked you because you are one of the whitest people I know and you'd be able to, I don't know, help me win against the white jury. Basically kind of flipping the script on Matthew McConaughey. And I think that works better especially if you're not i don't know if you're not to me it was like yeah okay this is the this is your thesis great but anyway zach you talk i'm sorry this movie is also two and a half hours so i'm very addled and it's just kind of a lot of oh look at sweaty matthew mcconaughey sitting around going everything sucks for me and there's a couple of moments where the movie tries to turn against that narrative by having samuel jackson being like but i'm in prison and i'm facing death but i don't think it leans into it enough it's like every other joel schumacher movie there is something here you, he has something. It's just so muddled in all this other stuff. Um, I, speaking of, you say what you're going to say. I've been talking for a bit. I was going to say, so I, on the point of like Samuel Jackson's character, his, uh, like the whole it, Matthew McConaughey is the bad guy thing. I think, I think that whole part kind of works in like, I, don't know, I, I, I see a lot of just kind of comparisons just in terms of like um, a movie like, uh, or a movie and story like, uh, to Kill a Mockingbird of like Atticus Finch. That's yeah. Uh, this like you know this the one good white man in Mobile, mm-hmm. Alabama, who would stick up uh, for the the wrongly accused black man, mm-hmm. uh, even even though he knows he's gonna lose. I I do think that 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 scene where Samuel Jackson is saying you know this is just because uh, Matthew McConaughey's character is defending him and. You know, is trying to. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's is, is like is on his side. He's not, and he's he still grew up with all this kind of stuff. So it, I I like yeah. I like it in terms of that, but I think it's just it it doesn't, and it just kind of puts that out there. And then especially there's a line after so Samuel Jackson's character is acquitted, mm-hmm. um, or it's, um, found not guilty, and he, as they're leaving the courtroom. Yeah, uh, McConaughey uh, says to him, you know. Oh, but I'm one of the bad guys. guys. And it's like just kind of undoes everything they were trying to do. Yeah, it deflates the whole thing because it's like, mm, well, I'm a, actually I'm a good guy because I didn't know you. Like his whole journey was he should see, uh, and I, I I liked that he went from, you know, at first it's like oh he's doing it for status. Mm-hmm. And even then he abandons it, but the movie still does, or at least that one scene does not let him get away with just, you know, trying to be a good guy. Like there's, 
a lot more to it. Um, but also, this movie has a lot of both sides parts. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, with where like the NAACP part where they yeah, show up and that was like the, that guy is like, <laughs> I'm an evil old black man who just wants your money. <laughs> you don't understand, you silly white man. <laughs> so like the NAACP shows up and they're they're saying, you know, maybe Matthew McConaughey wouldn't be the best lawyer for this, which, you mm-hmm. know, fair point. Um, and so they start raising funds to try and get uh, a, be- a new lawyer for mm-hmm. uh, for what was the ca- what was the character's name? Uh, Samuel Jackson's character? Yeah. Oh, uh, God. Carly. 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 So they try to get uh, like a, a new lawyer for Carly, mm-hmm. but then Matthew McConaughey comes in and be like, "Oh, well, actually, you're just trying to be uh, greedy and trying to just uh, trying create to another scoop me out of my uh, thing." Right, I hate right. I hate and that it's in just yeah it's not in legal movies in general anytime a character comes up and goes um well actually and then they you know they blow the other the, the opposition apart I hate that I think legal movies I think I'm going go on a bit of a tangent here do it but I think that's just that mo- I don't I don't like it there's no stakes I hated that scene yeah <laughs> also the the protests and stuff I don't I. I didn't really see it. I, I, cause so I mean we haven't even talked about Kiefer's character, but Kiefer basically he's his side he's on a side plot, bringing the KKK to town, which, Whew. that's something we can unpack in a minute. But yeah. I mean I think it's pretty they're pretty clearly showing you know, the yeah it is the true but there's enough where like, you know the one black kid murders the head of the KKK, uh, the dra- I mean it wasn't framed. I don't know, I like a black woman mean. throws the first punch in the thing. Yeah. Um, there's but people it, selling t-shirts to both sides, which really, I don't know. Cause, I didn't notice that. Oh, yeah. There, there were people, there was like people at one booth selling t-shirts huh. that said free, you know, free Carl Lou. And then they sold shirts also saying fry, fry Carl Lee. Huh. Um, and so it just very much felt like, ah, oh, you, you idiots. They're just trying to get you guys to fight against each other so they can make money, man. That was like a tiny, that was like one yeah. tiny shot. So it's not egregious, really, really bad both mm-hmm. sides. That, yeah. But there's enough there. Um, I would argue the dynamic between uh, Sandra Bullock's character and Matthew McConaughey's character. That was also especially I was, that the ones the scene in the restaurant like the, that. I don't like your politics, ma'am, but you sure get it. Like the whole basically, <sighs> she she's just like brilliant law student who uh, helps uh, gives them a break in the in the like the in one of the early proceedings, um, and then she's like, "Hey, can I get a job? Can I work for you? Can I work for mm-hmm. you?" And he's like, "No, no." And then finally, they're like uh, at a restaurant, and she's basically like you know i'm trying to get rid of the death sentence blah blah he's like but i like the death sentence yeah <laughs> and he goes on this whole thing about like justice that, and she storms out and then immediately he follows she he finds her and she apologizes like, like oh i guess that was a bit much and he's like yeah and then she works for him and it was just kind of like i don't know that that's yeah with everything that happens in the movie the fact that that's never addressed mm-hmm. it's just it's it, it's such a weird thing to have, you know, him being like, oh, 
the sentence yeah. is good as long as it's used right and then him seeing it almost get used not right yeah yeah and he doesn't address it like yeah there's also <laughs> like with most with a lot of Joel Schumacher movies we still have a lot of tonal inconsistencies that can hurt like mm-hmm. when it goes straight from a big protest battle where every you know where a man burns alive on the streets to uh Sandro Bullock and Matthew McConaughey kind of laughing because he has a bum and he's shy about his yeah. bum and she's gonna she's gonna patch up his bum you idiot and she's gotta they... help him I don't know I also why did they why did they make why did they put like a will they won't they between the characters he's mm-hmm. literally married yeah she's a law student he's like that's... yeah what the hell there's I... it adds nothing uh I'm. It's also just me, and I just don't like Sandra Bullock that much in a lot That's in fair. this in this especially like because yeah. I feel a lot of her characters in movies is just I win because I'm the best. Like re- like I don't know I can't think like in this movie yeah she gets drunk with him but she doesn't I don't know like yeah she's a bit of a lawsuit student who's oh she's a bit naive but really she's a god and she can't really do anything yeah, wrong she somehow got all the information that the lawyer couldn't get mm-hmm. and also she can work for free because her dad's rich her dad's rich or whatever and it's she's just, like i don't care about she's her seen people like she's, mm-hmm. she's seen executions and it's just all this stuff is just like but yeah what then is the character i also think I think part of why I don't like Sandra Bullock is she just often represents um, like meaningless feminism, kind of that white, like, woo, yeah, girl power, we can do this. Ah, yeah. Um, Character. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Maybe that's just me. That honestly could just be, I am recognizing, I'm, (laughs) I'm trying to deal with realizing maybe I don't like her because of it you know internalized misogyny like that yeah. might be that might be a portion of it might be more might be a fair bit of it but yeah um i don't know i just can't i just don't like sandra bullock i just kept on thinking i'm like you know i just i, I just want to go watch aaron brockovich <laughs> again have you seen aaron brockovich no it's got julia roberts and it's that whole movie's a legal drama. I'd recommend that to you. Anyways, yeah. let's get back to the to so this movie. Do we want to? So, do we want to unpack Kiefer? Uh, yeah. So Kiefer is a Klansman in this movie. Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, that's a loss. Yeah. Uh, it's, so Kiefer, his character is the brother of the of one of the the men that was that raped the. Carly's daughter and was killed by Carly. So he, um, after Carly kills his brother, Kiefer's character, uh, basically he, he, uh, gets in touch with, with the clan and he, he brings the clan to, to his town and he, uh, gets a bunch of other people in town involved. And yeah. Yeah. uh, A lot of this, that's one thing that I don't like is that 
Oh, the, the, it's see, they're the real b- bad guy that weakens the message, in my opinion, of mm. all white people are inherently racist. You were born into a racist society. You will be racist. It weakens it because it's like, well, no, because there's the there's the real bad guys right there. Um, look at them. They're oh, they're evil. Yeah, I don't know. I think it kind of, I, I think it works in that. Actually, no, I'm thinking about it. Because they never, also, they, they're not even, because every, anything, any, like, any damage, any, anything, like, because they, they have one guy in there who, who isn't fully on board. Uh, oh, yeah. Who, who, like, he'll, when they, when the clan goes to, like, leave a burning cross at Matthew McConaughey's house, he calls and warns them uh warns yeah them about a bomb he goes and he when they kidnap when they kidnap and tie up uh Sandra Bullock he goes and he frees her I think was that her yeah yeah so yeah. he so like I mean they're they're just kind of but it's just that's... kind of like softening everything well and he's never he never shows up again after he saves her that's it, it yeah it's just the whole thing he doesn't it's get an arc it's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's just I don't either lean into yeah. it or don't. Like I I also think that this kind of a movie is just like the the discussion itself is not in my opinion like because it's about the movie so dedicated to is is what Carly did right or wrong? You know, mm-hmm. like, ooh, how do you view this? I just think it's kind of a, it's just a waste of, of time, really, because that's just such a hypothetical yeah. when it's ignoring actual, real. Well, not to say that this isn't a real, you know, that that kind of discrimination doesn't happen, but I think it, it kind of just distracts and says, oh, here's this, here's this hypothetical situation, instead of you know, looking towards, um, it has to justify, mm-hmm. you know, it has to justify everything and be like, Ooh, well, it was a 10 year old girl who was, was attacked. And it really, they really go out of their way to make sure that, you know, she was a little girl. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, if it was, and- if, it was if it was a grown woman, no, yeah. I, th- at least that's the mo- vibes that the movie gives me. The movie would not, the world, this movie would not care if a grown woman yeah, and also um, the fact that they like keep bringing up over and over again that you know that she can't have kids anymore. Like it's just mm-hmm. it's so Heavy-handed. like just yeah. It really needs to justify this yeah. weird moral situation the movie is set in. When like I don't know, we could we could be talking about something else. As you know, like as many problems as I think a movie like. Um, american history x has Mm -hmm. that at least that is dedicated to its protagonist and his journey and like i don't know isn't isn't set in a weird moral quandary and it's just like no this dude legitimately believed that stuff and he like he you know kind of goes into maybe some of the reasons why and all these other things and then it shows this transformation. There's not a, uh, uh, ooh, I don't know. 
Anyway. Well, I think one thing, I mean, they, so at the beginning, it's it's made clear, like, before Carly kills them, he he's um, discussing with Matthew McConaughey, he's saying, you know, uh, t- about a case that had happened a year before mm. where two two white men or four white men had gotten acquitted for raping mm-hmm. a black girl. And so it's, you know, the, the, the whole idea is that he knew that they were going to get acquitted, so he had to take justice into his own hands. And I think, if, honestly, the fact that they don't lean into that. Yeah. Because, absolutely. I mean, we didn't even mention Kevin Spacey's in this movie. Kevin Spacey's in this movie. That's <laughs> Kevin Spacey's in this movie. Try doing his uh, his voice his uh you know his southern drawl yeah and he's <laughs> kind of funny because he's basically trying to uh retroactively defend rapists yeah weird weird kevin spacey doing that unheard of um anyway yeah he's in this um so the whole thing was like his whole argument or at least part of it was that uh that Carly took justice into his own hands and mm-hmm. that is against the law. And so I think honest, I think if they had leaned more into the, if they're going more with the fact of like, the, know, the, the system ju- is wrong. That justice wouldn't have, but I don't know. I just, yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah the, this it's, that's what I was going to say. I'm going to circle back to what I was talking about saying that this movie feels exploitative in that there's just so many uses um of the n-word and i get you're like oh yeah these people these people are very racist they're very bad but like you just don't have to yeah you don't have to go and do all this it's just like um like one of my problems with american history x is they show the principal murder that the movie is based on on screen like there's all this stuff that you just don't need to show because it just i don't know like it just feels exploitative like and especially at the end when matthew mcconaughey like his whole thing is he tells this he gets the audience to imagine you know what happened to carly's daughter tanya and that whole thing like yes i'm up here i'm gonna tell this you know this black girl story when you know, and the whole movie had basically even framed it as it's not, it's not Tanya. It, it didn't happen to Tanya. I'm sorry. It happened to, to Carly. Like at this point, like the way the mm-hmm. movie frames it, like she's there for a couple seconds. She's there to make you feel bad for Carly. Um, so I think we've talked enough about <laughs> what we think about, yeah, know, what this movie has to say. But I, I want to talk about, like, at least the aesthetics. I want to talk about acting. Um, I want to talk about silly things I noticed, such as... I don't know if at the start, if you noticed in Matthew McConaughey's office, there's just a painting of Donald yeah, Sutherland. Yeah, there is. We didn't there's even just... mention he's in this movie. What What are we doing? was his character? What actually was his character, though? He I was do the, not understand he was it. The, he was the drunk mentor that taught but like, Matthew McConaughey how to do law. <laughs> Like, so Donald Sutherland, he's just there. I, like, I guess the law firm used to be his, mm-hmm. but then but he got disbarred. Because he was drinking. He will never step foot in a court again, but then at the end he does, and it's not mm-hmm. like a huge thing, but they act like it is. Um, and he, he, like, sets them up with a shrink, 
Enters at yeah, the shriek. Uh, it's not working in favor. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Um, the more I think about this movie. Okay. Yeah. So, no. I mean, this movie, I mean, technically, it's fine. Like, from a technical point, te- there's yeah. a lot of, like, rough ADR, but, I mean, what yeah. doesn't have that? Um, there's a. <laughs> Sorry, it's just some parts. Like, when there's, like, the bomb at Makade's house. <laughs> the bomb was pretty good. And he just like he's like, what's in the case? In the race, it's just like, I won't tell you anything. And the black cop beats him up, but just like, tell me what's in the case. And then Matthew McConaughey opens up. He's like, oh my god, it's a bomb. And the cop's like, let's get out of here. This bomb's gonna go off. And Matthew McConaughey's like, my wife loves this house. And then he just yeets the bomb to a nearby tree, and everyone is fine. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, one, okay, sorry. One more thing I need to about the message of this movie. It's just, okay. It's one of those movies where it's like everyone has a daughter in this movie. So yes. everyone can relate it. And that's just, you know, I mean, I'm not the first one to say this. And it's just, you know, I think we can all as human beings agree that, that, that you know, that, yeah. that what happened was horrific and bad. And we don't need to yeah. have daughters in order to understand that. Mm-hmm. And it's weird that every. That there's just so much, so many instances. So much of, dedicated to that. Of yeah. Like that. To... Like every person in this movie has a daughter. Yeah. They, I, they, there's also the part when they're talking about which um, people they need on their jury. And they're like, we're going to need young fathers who would do the same. Like, basically, what they're like, yeah, we need men because men are murderers at heart. Yeah. Because women wouldn't, wouldn't, like, I don't know. It's just. Women, they just don't get it. They don't get that primal rage honestly, like men do. It, it sounded like, because, like, they, t- McConaughey is, uh, like, saying what kind of people they want on the jury. And then mm-hmm. Sandra Bullock uh, is like, so we need men. And it feels like it's a setup for her to be, like, yeah, women on here. And it's just, it's not, I don't know. I just, I don't get it. Yeah. Um, <sighs> I'm going to talk about two things. One, there's one part when uh, Kiefer's getting taken to the KKK, and they take a hood off him, and he does his little, like, squinty thing that he does, where he, I don't know if you noticed, he just kind of does this thing where he just, like, starts, like, blinking his eyes really quickly and kind of, like, goes turtle mode for a second. Yeah. Love it when Kiefer does that. (laughs) That's all I was going to say about that. But also... uh, I think we should talk about Oliver Platt. Not that he has a yeah, lot to do in what, this movie. What was he? What was he's, he? He's kind. Of, I was, He's he, kind of the drunk friend. He's basically Donald Sutherland's character, except he's still practicing law and yeah. he's not a mentor. And um, he just is kind of creepy to and Sandra a horn dog uh, to to a lot of yeah. I mean yeah, to all women, but to all women in the world. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Honestly. <laughs> Yeah, it was just kind of like once again. It's just kind of there. It just kind of goes to my. I think the overall problem with this movie is mm-hmm. it is focusing on all the all all the you know his life. Matthew McConaughey's life is falling apart because he is defending. Carl yeah, Lee, as opposed to Carl Lee, who's literally fighting for his life. And it it tries to kind of turn that around at points and have Carl Lee be like. Well, I'm in jail, but it doesn't lean into it hard enough. It, the movie is too content with, with pacifying white audiences that want to 
ensure that they are not racist themselves. Just well, like I mean, it, it was written by two by two white dudes. Like yeah, and directed like, by a white dude. Like yeah, I'm I, I'm not surprised. But, yeah, <laughs> I mean, my point is like it's 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 coming from that perspective. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, like I don't. I mentioned I, I don't have time but, for. <laughs> You know, you don't have time for this. Yeah, like this movie is has nothing to really add. Yeah, that's that's valuable. Um, yeah, I watched this in grade ten. I think I might have oh. mentioned that on yeah, the podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. a couple okay. of times because I was in um, enriched English yeah. in grade ten, which is so just like English. Oh, I guess which it's based on a book was was pretty well. <sighs> oh, is this, did you have a film study? No, thing. but we just watched a bunch of movies. Th- that was the enriched part of the class was because we were like speeding through our books and stuff. So she just had us do a couple of movie studies. So we watched um, we watched this. We watched in we watched a, now that I think about it, we watched this. We watched Invictus, the one about uh, rugby in South Africa. Hardly remember anything from that movie. We watched uh, Forty Two, uh, the one about um, Jackie. Robinson. What's his name? Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson. I knew the first name was Jackie, but I couldn't remember his last name. The baseball player. Um, we watched one about. Uh, I'm trying to. Oh, that's what it is. Cry Freedom, which is about mm. uh, oh, Steve Biko. I, yeah. Oh, that's. Yeah, I remember watching that. Which I I want to rewatch because. Yeah. That one I remember being actually. Um, something. Anyways, but. Uh, yeah, so we just watched a bunch of these. We, that whole year outside of the Shakespeare stuff was pretty much just dedicated to racism is bad movies. Directed uh, by white people. Directed I by mean, white people mostly. I didn't know this. Cry Freedom was directed by Richard Attenborough. Yeah, no, that makes sense. He, That's... The man did Gandhi, okay? He can, yeah. like, he can appropriate whatever the hell he wants. But Cry for... <laughs> i don't know cry freedom works yeah better in my opinion because i mean richard attenborough is a is an actual i appreciate his directorial work more in an artistic sense than i do uh (laughs) than i do joel Joel schumacher (laughs) anyways um i'm just gonna say because we're at coming up we're at uh, over half an hour now so i'm just gonna yeah say we call it there not a kefir. Not a kefir. Yeah, we. I. I'm gonna try and finish that tangent that I was on. Oh, sorry. About grade ten. Anyway, I watched a bunch of them, and I remembered enjoying or not enjoying. I remember seeing this movie and be like, "Huh, that was neat." But yeah, I. I mostly only remembered like I remembered the rape scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I remembered the fight, the protesters fighting. I remembered um, the murder, and I remember the bomb going off. And I don't, like, so when I looked this movie up, I was like, Sandra Bullock's in this? Yeah. I had forgotten that she's in this because, yeah, nobody, nobody's an actual character except for Matthew McConaughey. And even mm-hmm. then, um, yeah, not a key for yeah go watch if you're looking for like an actual movie uh about this kind of uh, subject matter um 
Go watch Just Mercy. Just okay. came out pretty recently. I think it they, they made it free on some streaming services at some point. I can't remember. If, I don't Ooh. know if it still is, but go watch that instead. Nice. Uh, moving on. I don't trivia. Do we want? I guess we're doing trivia. Woody Harrelson trivia. was gonna play Jake Briggins, which I think is Matthew McConaughey. That's Matthew McConaughey yeah. for certain. So I mean, we at least we didn't have we that, got because John got Grisham objected version. to his casting. Really? Huh. Uh, Why? Yeah, I don't know. That's so weird. Donald Sutherland reportedly wanted Lucien Wilbanks to be a much more radical drunkard. Director Joel Schumacher wanted a mostly serious drama and said it would be too much of a comic relief, as opposed to his character in the in the final film. Joel Schumacher. I just all your every single one of your movies has dumb comic reliefs, like. I mean, I guess that was all Oliver Platt. They didn't want to steal the show from Oliver Platt. Oliver Platt is always his do- is always yeah. comic relief, except for in Fargo. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, because uh, director Joel Schumacher reunited Oliver Platt and Kiefer Sutherland, <laughs> who were par- part of Flatliners in 1990. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, the rest of it is just this character, this actor, and this actor appeared together in this movie. This movie uh, has this actor and this actor. Wow. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So that's that's trivia. Yeah, I might have to be with yeah, the reviews. Re- We're going to re- see. I, I have the- one here that is kind of funny, but more just because of... I. <laughs> is it the one from IMDb? No, this comes from okay. to us from Wayne. One star. This DVD is dual-sided. This DVD uses both sides of the disc, and side B wouldn't read properly. Do not purchase if you don't want to flip the disc halfway through the movie. So he also has the issue that that this movie uh, is is, uh, too too much of uh, both sides. Yeah? Yeah? Wow. That seems Um, to be a common issue from what I'm seeing with the reviews. mm -hmm. So I guess... I don't know. I mean, it's weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really want to read any of these. No, because a lot of these are either, uh, yeah. Most of it's just kind of, well, we already it's talked ba- enough about Yeah, it's basically ju- just, um, you know, this is a ridiculous, uh, this isn't, uh, you know, this is a straw man. Uh, it would have never happened like this. Uh, actually... Yeah. This is just making the South look bad, and we yeah. don't have to, we we're not giving you people a platform, even to mock you. Even here's here's to one mock from Da Boozy. I definitely mispronounced that, and I'm sorry. Oh, nice. Um, this is from. Keep in mind, this is reviewed in April on April first, twenty eighteen. Four stars. Mm-hmm. I love court movies. I bought this to replace my VHS version of the movie. Love the cast, the story. It's worth it to buy it again. Gotta get rid of that VHS. Yeah, gotta. Gotta upgrade, man. Otherwise, it's it's not gonna work out for you. Yep. Yep. Um. <laughs> you got Shaughnessy Jones out here saying. Uh, although this is an older movie, this is four stars, by the way. Although okay. this is an older movie, it's just as powerful today. I just recommended it to a friend from another country who had oh. never seen it. 
okay. Huh? Hmm? Like, all right. He's got friends in other countries. <laughs> Snakes with human traits. <laughs> I, I guess. Friends in other places. I don't know. Um, We're moving yeah. on to news. Yeah. Uh, let me just pull up that there news. Uh, so there's not really much news. Um, so we're just gonna uh, rip on Quibi some more. Um, Quibi Heck is yeah. so, as you may have may have uh, heard on this podcast. Uh, Bad there's, service. There's a there's a there's a production from Quibi that's supposedly upcoming, uh, starring Kiefer Sutherland, titled mm-hmm. The Fugitive. Uh, it was originally supposed to launch in April, uh, the same month that this service launched. Um, but then, and keep in mind, we have gotten, I think this is the first official piece of news we've gotten in regards to the release date at okay. all since yeah. the, since like the trailer back in February. Yeah. Uh, then it was maybe coming out in June, then maybe July. Now apparently it's coming out in August. Still no date. Is it? I thought it was August 3rd. Oh, is there a date? Okay. That's the article I I'm looking that. at. Because cause this is based on what I've seen in, in the application okay. itself. So, August 3rd. So, I mean, we, we both got free trials of this when it first launched. Uh, that was 90-day mm-hmm. free trial. That is, I mean, mine's, it's, I think it's about to expire if it hasn't already expired. I got like, two days, yeah. So, like, I don't, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Even if it does end up coming out, I don't even know if I want to give them any of my money. I'm just, I'm so done with Oh, no. Yeah, no. can huff my shorts. They can... <laughs> It's gonna get it's gonna get released in some other form at some point, and we'll talk about it then. Um, but we'll be Quibi, there. bad service. Also, um, he, just a fun tweet from them the other day. Um, uh, so, so they are so. As you may remember, Quibi is only available on mobile, and they what and when they launched, um, one of the fun little features that they had was that you there's no way to share any of the content. On social yeah. media, you can't, can't do take screenshots. screenshots. You can't do anything, which is really good for marketing, right? So oh, yeah. Finally, they're 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 updating and they're adding some features, including uh, an upcoming social sharing features and adding AirPlay and Chromecast, so you can actually watch it on your TV like a freaking human. Uh, so someone tweeted out, yeah. uh, you know, in which Quibi decides social media is actually good for marketing, and then Quibi quote tweeted them saying, "Everyone learns at their own pace, Scott." Which to that I'd like to respond. You spent a billion dollars on this, on this yeah. thing, and it is not going well for you. So sucks, yeah. Quibby. Yeah, it's funny looking at that uh, article you sent for the news. Not that we're going to discuss it, but I was looking at the comments, and uh, somebody said, "Here's what's not coming," because the article was, "Here's what's coming to, to <laughs> Quibby in July." Here's what's not coming to it. This comes to us from Theodore Frost subscribers it's Ooh. the streaming equivalent of nintendo's virtual boy Ooh. Ooh. No, God. A, little, a little feisty there yeah so yeah quibi sucks um jeffrey jeffrey katzenberg can go eat rotten eggs can come on this podcast and apologize to us in exactly person. as not in person in voice person yes he can as a person a with a cordial voice. invitation to jeffrey katzenberg you suck come apologize to us yeah and make us a new shrek in apology i don't know yeah 
We're, we're, we're so are we doing Metal Gear next week? Uh y- you know what? Yeah, why not? So we're doing Metal Gear next week. Metal Gear Solid Five, The Phantom Pain, the um, Phantom Menace. What you can do for the sack? Not only I will play, it. I'll play it. Play it, but there's also a production doc on Steam you can watch. Oh, I guess. Yeah, no, that sounds cool. I'll do that. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Metal Gear. Yeah, I'm just looking that up so I can not. Yeah, I'll it. find the. There we go. Metal Gear Solid Legacy is what it's called on Steam. Um. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. Switch it up next week. Be there. We're talking about a video game, y'all. It's a real. It's a gamer podcast now. We did it. We We did it. Gamer moment. Tricked you all. We were gamers. You were all now gamers. (laughs) You've all been gamed. No, gross. We would never be gamers. That's disgusting. How dare you? So, um, yeah. Thank you to Kaya for uh great podcast art you can check out links to our other work in the description below you mm-hmm. can also check out links to Kevin the cloud who created the song sax rock and roll which we use as our theme music every week uh you can also follow us on twitter at hk pod and on instagram at hk podcast and you can leave a review on itunes and you can send us a message on anchor and you can have a lovely day also shout we had we just like, I don't know how, but, like, the other day we just had, like, quite a few listens. So, hey. Ooh, thank you all thank, out there. Thanks, folks. If you're, if you're new, yeah. Hope you're, hope a, you're enjoying your stay. That's a heck yeah. I'm tired. I don't know. Um, that's fine. We recorded this a little bit late, like, half an hour later than normal because this is a long movie. Yeah, and I had to <sighs> write a cover letter before. It's, you know, <sighs> life's <Owie>. crazy. Um... <sighs> Yes, I've been been your host, Jaden. You have the floor. I've been your host, Jaden Cron. I've been your host, and this has been He's a Keeper. Fun one. Yeah, fun one. One that is fun. Fun, fun, fun. Fun one one. Fun one one. What's your emergency?